Francois from Paris. We are really enjoying the Eurovision show and we are giving our deuce points to Portugal. Hey buddy, what's the matter with you? That Portugal song made me feel really, really nauseous. You wouldn't get a real New York singer like Tony Bennett singing that. Yeah, shut it, you toilet. Bloody stupid septics. We'd like to give our 12 points to the Portuguese, innit? Lovely jubbly apples and pears. Gucha! Wallop! You can see all the way that any marshes if it wasn't for all the airs in between you, map it. Guten Tag from Berlin. We would like to also give our 12 points to our Freunde from Portugal. Dankeschön. We now go back to guest presenter Vladimir Klitschko in Kiev. Tak. So it's still tonight in New York, London, Paris and Munich. Everybody is talking about pop music.
Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. Yeehaw! My name is Rebel Rickett and I must have your attention. As I issue a trigger warning, I am joined by a man who will talk about sad songs in a minor key by Nick Cave. And if this triggers suicidal thoughts in you, this podcast is not liable. He will also use the word wizard to describe human beings. This is not to mean to exclude, devalue or trivialise the trans, pansexual or gender fluid community. He will, however, be culturally appropriating Chaz and Dave in his safe space. It's Sharitha Garbanzo. We're going to mark it. At the start of the show, you heard uh, Da 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 by Trio. Fantastic synth pop, Euro pop from 1982. And before that, from this new EP, Hypnagogic. Uh, by Jamie West. Uh, This is limited edition number 34 of I don't know how many, but it's handwritten. Uh, JamieWestGuitar.com. That song was called I'm Just a Pop Song, and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, There's some really great songs on this album. Wrong Skin, uh, The Ghost You Brought to Life, What Do You Think They Say, Absolutely fantastic. Check it out. JamieWestGuitar.com. Excellent. And and tonight we're actually going to focus a little bit on, on a fence, dear listener. We'll see. I mean, we don't want to offend you. You know, I don't. I don't. I, I want you to be be on board with us at all times. But we're going to have a little feel around in the world of offensive music. Now, uh-huh. and I've, we're going straight in. Straight in. Have a look at that in. CD there, uh, Kicker. And while I tell you that CD is uh, the new album by the Sex Organs. Yeah, and I it's think called... there's two Sex Organs on the front there. Yes, the the, the they, very sex aggressive. Or... They are amongst us. Um, 
And uh, the, let me t- back a little bit of backstory to the band, the Sex Organs. In the year 2013, NASA received a strange signal from the Andromeda Galaxy. And after several months of study by some of the top linguistics experts on the planet, the signal was translated and discovered to be a request to visit the planet Earth by two representatives of a planet inhabited by beings resembling human sexual organs. The message also stated that the sex organs had been monitoring human sexual activity for the last several decades and felt that it was time to come to our planet because, quote, human sexuality has become wrong and unsexy. Now from this album, we are about to hear lubrication. seem to get enough of the sex organs. There are reports of cross-dressings, group ejaculation, team copulation, wife swapping, pet hopping, and mass genital worship. How long can our society continue on this road of sexual liberation? Just a mic to hush your leg in the rut 
documentary about Scottish post-punk music uh, called Big Gold Dream. Um, of course, they were on the Fast Product label, which, which was central to the programme. Uh, it followed the careers of the likes of Orange Juice and Joseph K. But I was really surprised by the scars. I'd never heard of them before in my life. Uh, and they were absolutely wild. And that came out in 1979. And that, what, what a shocking song that is. Yeah. Um, but, it, but the whole scene was... Cockle Orange lyrics in there. Indeed, yeah. indeed. But the whole scene was very eccentric, wasn't it? And it was interesting that the whole Scottish scene to be informed, informed by the Velvet Underground. Yeah. Much more yeah. than, you know, the British or American punk scenes were. Yeah. And so, we should mention, actually, that the, the makers of that, of that documentary are trying to get the money together to make a new documentary uh, called Teenage Superstars, which is kind of like the follow-on from that, talking about what happened with um, Scottish, Scottish music in the years following that. So uh, we've, you know, which would feature people like the Vaselines and the BMX Bandits and the Soup Dragons when they were good, uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, Teenage Fan Club, bands like that. So if you want to contribute to the making of that film, go to www.indiegogo.com slash projects slash teenage hyphen superstars hyphen movie hyphen music hyphen film or just search teenage superstars movie. Indeed. But, and Jesus and the Merchander, who are probably one of the most offensive bands I've ever seen, in, in the sense yeah. that they came onto a hail of feedback, played for perhaps 15 minutes, um, left, well, there was, there was a shower of glasses blown out, obviously, and then left their guitars feeding back and walked off the stage with it still feeding back <laughs> uh, until everyone ran on the stage and smashed the lamps up. Yeah, yeah. I, well, nice. It caused a certain amount of offence, that one. But yeah. I, I, have, I have put the Scars Horror Show through my offence-ometer, mm-hmm. uh, as we're considering offence tonight, uh, and uh, it's come up with a, a six, which is out of, is that out of ten. Out of ten, yeah. 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 Uh, the, the parental guidance on this one was that it contains harsh, aggressive and unpleasant sounds. So uh-huh. it's just the mere sounds that are offensive. Yes. Yeah. Throw intimidating and loudly offensive shouting. Yes, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, lyrics depicting nihilistic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, allusions to the Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Uh, good, good example. Which of would have been banned at the time. That was a banned well, film yeah, yeah. at the time. Uh, good example of the lyrics. Death sentence. This is the end. Mm. And the, the the whole the whole scene of it is of a nihilistic, dystopian, hellish place. Yeah. Highly offensive. I like to think. So where, what, what do the sex organs, what do they rank on your offence oh, well, they're, they're, they're seven. Seven, yeah. Seven, yeah. Uh, and, and the parental guidance reads, um, repeated use of grotesquely explicit sexual language, threats of non-consensual sex against the whole world, <laughs> which it's got to be fairly offensive, yes. uh, and a sexual scene in a song, yeah. which is an audio orgasm. Did you ever well, spot the audio orgasm there, listener? Well, yeah, well, um, I have to warn you that, that compared to... Uh, sorry, I did actually forget to say the name of the album before. It's called Intergalactic Sex Tourists. 
Um, compared to the rest of the album, that is not that offensive. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking the song Orgasms, and I'm reading the lyrics here. Yeah. Orgasms, orgasms. We want orgasms all the time. Orgasms make you feel fine. An orgasm here, and an orgasm there. Orgasms, orgasms everywhere. Yep. It's probably fairly offensive to some yep. people. Yep. I want to be a pussy and not a fucking dick is, yeah, uh, yeah. is, is one of the songs. It, and the last song is just called Fuck Off. The story of the album is is that genuinely these aliens. Would you like to describe the the aliens well, from the quite cover? straightforward. They had very aggressive vagina with teeth, uh, and the penis with a uh, with an eyeball in the in the what we yeah. might call the stem. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they have legs. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and th- that's that's uh, they came to Earth, and this the the it's a concept album. This the album tells the story of them arriving on Earth with sort of interjections uh, from sort of members of the public who are commenting on uh, and, and, and news reports. Ah, right. Fake news. Fake news. But it's, uh, um, yeah, news reports of, of covering what's happening with these people as just, they just reading come to Earth. I, I, and they, they end up causing, they come to Earth and they, and they make the Earth a much more sexual place and they end up causing a massive orgy. And then they, fuck, they in the last song, fuck off, they, they fuck off back to Do they? their own planet. Do they yeah. leave us all having a massive orgy? Basically, yeah. They've yeah. done yeah. a service. Yeah. And, and the, the song Outer Space, yeah, there's a couple of lines from that. Sex organs from Outer Space, we're here to fuck the human race. Indeed, yes. And which they did. Yes, so, uh, yeah. Not short now, ambitious. Not only have we got the CD here, I've got something else a bit special that came with the album. Would you like to see? Would you like to indeed play? Oh, let's play with the sex the organs. The sex organs Mission to Earth board game. Wow. Now, How incredibly exciting. Check this out. Look, so you start off at mm. uh, the planet Organus. Yeah. Um, you're trying to get to um, either Pectus Gigantus yeah. or um, what's that, Sado Maximus. Mm. Um, and I see that, I see that, I'm sure this is a down part. The VD5000, VD I think you want to avoid that particular galaxy. Or Uranus. Or Uranus, yeah, yeah. Perhaps some people like that. Some people perhaps more than Yeah. So do you want to roll the dice Absolutely, and see yeah. where you end up? Absolutely, right. I'm chugging along here. That's okay. a nine. Um, so, who cut the cheese? Go to Uranus. Oh, oh right. You're, you're, you're on Uranus. All right, let's uh, roll it. I've got four here. Turn right. Feeling sexy. Forward free. Okay, so I'm going forward free. Oh, no. And I've landed... Clap attack. Oh no! Go to VD five thousand. <laughs> oh no! It's terrible. Okay, that's a two, uh, and that's two. Lost in lost lost in, in climax. Oh. Lost in climax. Go to black hole. Yeah. Lost in climax was of course the uh, less successful follow up single for Sister Sledge, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, that yeah. Did, but, um, yeah. <laughs> no turning back. Mm. Um, right, I've got it. I've got it. Six there. Um, what have I got? Masturbation break. Miss a throw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an eight. That takes me to um, double penetration. Two extra throws. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Fantastic. Plus you've got another extra throw because I'm missing a throw anyway. Indeed. So. Indeed. Oh, lost your mojo back five. Okay. And then fetish party. Go to... Sado Maximus. Oh, fantastic. Right over there. It's my last right. throw, I think, on this. Yeah. Thing. I'm doing ever so well. Um, we go to. Um, Oedipus Complex. Oh, go, go to, to Pectus Gigantus. 
Anyway, if there's any children out there, cunnilingus is a Latin word for please clean up your room. Drugs. Yep. Something that a lot of people find offensive, discussing drug use, uh, uh, particularly if you don't want to do it in any kind of positive way. Uh, I was reminded of uh, the film Naked Lunch uh, and the book Naked Lunch and William Burroughs generally and uh, the song uh, we're about to play by another person I considered quite offensive, uh, Boris Johnson, who... Uh, is this recent, song by Boris Johnson? No. Oh, right. uh, but he recently called uh, Jeremy Corbyn a something yes. like a noodle headed mugwump Mugwort. or something. Yeah. He called him a mugwump. I can't remember what, you know. And uh, uh, it just made me think of um, this song we were going to play. And, and like I say, William Burroughs. The, uh, the, the idea that Boris Johnson has read William Burroughs. Is that where it comes from? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe Boris Johnson had. I couldn't believe that Boris Johnson had read William Burroughs, but then I I found out that when he was at uh, Balliol College, which I'm guessing is in Oxford or Cambridge, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Where did they all go? Because they were all in that o- Oxford Club. or Cambridge. Yeah, so wherever he was with Cameron and Gove and all his lovely pals, uh, he got um, he got he, he did study ancient literature and classical philosophy, uh, and he got a second upper second class degree. Uh, and according to this page, I think this was off Wikipedia, he was deeply unhappy he did not receive a first. So uh, I'd just like to put it out there that when I went to university, I got first. There you are. So I'm officially cleverer than (laughs) Boris Johnson. I think it's time to discuss your uh, philosophy of drug use as it relates to artistic endeavour. Never been a fake and I'm never phony I got more flavor than a packet of macaroni 
that was uh, our instrumental choice for this uh, this podcast. Uh, that was uh, Tripping Dove uh, with... Uh, by, sorry, the song's called Tripping Dove and the band are called Colouring Book, spelt was all one word, uh, without the U in it. Um, C-O-L-O-R, Colouring Book. Uh, Colouring Book are one Nicholas Gathani from Argentina. And uh, there's a really good video on YouTube for that song. And you can get more of their music uh, which I have to say, most of it is far more bizarre than that, what you've just heard. Well, it's fairly uh, bizarre, but, I mean, that, but yeah. it, was, it was repetitive beats, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was pretty accessible compared to most of their stuff. But you find some more of their stuff at cbookmusic.bandcamp.com. And if you Where want does to... that rate on your offence-ometer? Offence-ometer? Well, it's, it's fairly low, to be fair. There's yeah. nothing particular to be offended about unless you watch the video. Yeah. And, and the video has um, 15 doves... Or are they semen? Um, I think they're doves. <laughs> well, you, but, say, yeah. you say that. No, I think they're doves. But for, for me, yeah. a deeply religious person okay. with quite an eccentric bent, I think yeah. I'm looking at 15 semen. Okay. But that's the way I see the world, really. And, and, but again, and, maybe we should. You, you're not talking about members of the uh, Royal Merchant Navy. You're talking about sperm. Sperm, yeah. yeah. Spermatozoa. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. So, so the sperm are basically dancing with each other. Yeah. So it's a gay thing as well. And they're just constantly they just be swimming down a down a urethra. I, I suppose yeah. so, but they're having a great time doing it, so that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. and and then for for uh, four and a half minutes. Yeah, that's all you see. Yeah, seem winking at you. Yeah, it'd be really good if you were on acid that video. Absolutely. Yeah, which is even more offensive. Yeah. So how does that rank then? Uh, well, that's, that's, that's only three. Right. Only three. I'm not okay. too offended by that. What uh, about Bomb the Bass? Well, Bomb the so Bass... I forgot to say what that was. That was Bomb the, ba- Bomb the Bass featuring Justin Warfield with Bug Powder Dust. Well, that's bumped itself up to four on the oh. offence. I'm just still not... I mean, because the thing is, it sounds very offensive. Uh, yeah. And, and the census notes here say, uh, drug references and description of powder tripping, moderate bad language. Now, when I say moderate bad language, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure how, how much bad language is jism. Yeah, um, but I think yeah. uh, bug powder dust, a mugwort jizzing, and wild boys running into some tripping. That yeah. contains a lot of offence. Into zone, into zone. There's a lot of references to um, William Burroughs and various other things. It it talks about um, uh, the doors. There's quite a lot of doors references in that. Yeah. It talks about Led Zeppelin quite a bit in Abbey that. Road. It, it talks, talks about, about men at Ginsburg. Work. It talks about men at work. Yes, <laughs> and the Vegemite sandwich. Pop culture references a go go in there. Lulu is on there yeah, as well. Lulu's it in there for Lulu. some reason. Uh, it's got stuff about um, Apocalypse Now and Agent Kurtz and that kind of thing. Um, uh, it's got stuff about um, Twin Peaks, I think even. Yes. Mention, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's but but not yeah. It has got the word shit in it as well. As it, yeah. Well, there you are, disgraceful. <laughs> well, the well, the reason we're focusing a little bit on offence tonight uh, is because uh, I was it brought to my attention that the band, the Anti Norway League, have been thrown out of the Rebellion Festival. Now, the Rebellion Festival is a is a, a punk rock festival that takes place in Blackpool every year, uh, and basically the Anti Norway League seems to play every year. Anyway, but not so this year, uh, because there was a a campaign uh, by some. Um, that's progressive individuals, shall we say, uh, saying that the anti Noah League are a, are a homophobic band. Uh, and it basically boils down to this. They did a song called uh, The Day the World Turned Gay. 
Uh, and to be honest with you, there's, there's not much to commend that particular song. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, without quoting the um, all the lyrics, because they're pretty offensive. Uh, it ends with, uh, you know, we've got fucking transvestite is, is, is the last word. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's very offensive. It really is very offensive. Having said that, uh, everything they do is offensive. Mm. They're supposed to be offensive. Uh, and there's no two campaigns going. One to get them back in the Rebellion Festival, which I might say has got 1,971 people. Yeah. Uh, and they made the point that the song was written a long time ago. Um, the band themselves, they're, they're not homophobic. You know, his, his brother's gay. Um, and, you know, uh, he, said he, he said he actually he was taking the piss out of someone who's being homophobic and, yeah. and is actually attacking them. Yeah. Um, the, the counter to this says, don't be ridiculous. It can't be attacking them. It's a terrible, um, hateful, uh, regressive, old-fashioned song that you can't get away with these days. Hmm. Now, but do they play it live? Is, no, 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 no. Is it a, a, a mainstay of their set? No, no. And they don't really stand by it either. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think what irritated a lot of people about this was that... What about Bruce Springsteen then, when that in uh, Lost in the Flood, and he's gone talking about fairies and transvestites and cross-dressing? Well, Is not... that all right? Is he allowed to sing that these days? Not he only does. that. Not only that. Well, did you hear about this case? That Lou Reed... Um, had his there was the students who studied at University of Guelph, uh, University in, of where, G U E L P H, right? Guelph. Where the hell's that? <laughs> in Is that Can- in William Burroughs land? In Canada, right. um, they were playing the the nineteen seventy two hit "Walk on the Wild Side" uh, during an open event for students. This, this was basically uh, a freshers fair, and they were playing a seventies themed song uh-huh. or same thing with playlist yeah. uh, and people objected to Walk of the Wild Side uh, because of the, all the coloured girls or because no, of the cross-dressing no, stuff no, no, uh, shaved her legs and then he was yeah, a she that's the sort of stuff they were complaining about they were yeah. complaining that saying that, that transvestites and transsexuals are wild is somehow denigrating them uh, and, and saying that you know this because it's a perfectly normal thing to do so what's wild about it uh, and they complained mm. And but 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 worse than that, or more strange than that, the the students' union apologised. Um, they said, um, uh, "So look, uh, people are struggling to identify with the lyrics that are, are transphobic." Um, that the song included a playlist that allegedly compiled and exclusive within the group was an error of judgment. Uh, it came to our attention that the playlist we had on 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 the buzz during Thursday contained a song with transphobic lyrics. I would say it's it's supportive of trans. I think it was the first people. time that we got an idea that that existed, and yeah. it painted a pretty cool picture uh, about their lifestyle and and what they get up to, and it made a lot of us think, oh, what is this late night, uh, uh, yeah. underground, cool scene that perhaps some of us might want to be part of? Yeah, going going back to the anti nowhere league though, I mean, uh, what about the um, the goat community? Surely they must be up in arms because. Um, well, if only if only someone would give them a voice. Yeah. Those poor goats. Yeah. Pray tell why the anti Nowhere well, League well, goats might. The anti Nowhere League's most famous song, best song, some might say. Indeed. Uh, is the so what? Yeah. Uh, which if those of you, if you care to listen back, uh, listener, you, when we did our swearing special podcast, we Indeed. we had some poetry readings and and mm. we had a. Very uh, beautiful poetry reading of the lyrics to So What. Um, but it says, uh, I've fucked a sheep, 
and I fucked a goat. I've slid my cock right down its throat, I think is the word, or I had my no, cock, I, I put my cock right down its throat. That was it, know. yes. I yes. don't know, but anyway, it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't say whether that goat was consensual in that act, and how would a goat give consent? Who would they? Yeah. But I think the, the point about this that kind of irritates me is that, you know, everyone's been banned, and all, all the best ones have been banned. Uh, you know, the Beatles, the Stones, the Pistols, uh-huh. you know, everyone got banned. Elvis got banned. Yeah. Um, the the ukulele playing uh, northerner um, George Fonty got banned. Yeah, quite quite a number of times apparently. Yeah, well he was quite rude. But, he was know, very rude. But, you know, for <laughs> his, for the time, you're surprised he could get away with it. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, they get banned from the right wing, and they get banned in a very public you know arena, so everyone knows they're getting banned, and that people are trying to make a moral point. Yeah. You know, in this instance, people are getting banned in a sort of insidious way. They're just getting taken off bills. They're getting silenced. They're yeah. being, being sidelined. And so you're not getting a chance for the artist to say, well, actually, what I'm trying to do is this. Yeah. And, and, and if I was the Antinoli, I'd be arguing that, you know, this is this, com- this is, is his cartoon rage coming from, like, a dark place. It's like stand-up comedy, isn't it? You know, all the best stand-up comedies, comedy is, is offensive. Yeah. Because otherwise, it, how does it get a rise out of you? Yeah. Now, by the same token, they're trying to get a reaction. Yeah. The and 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 then, and saw what is such a great song because it's an absolute cartoon. They have, and but, but it's, 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 it's trying take, to be offensive. So what is is you know the the the, the narrator of so what is is um, saying about all these things he's done, and then the chorus comes back, which is a different voice saying so what so what so what so what you boring little cunt. You know, mm. so it's it's taking a piss out of people who spend all their time going on and on about all the things they've done. You know, mm. uh, and it's it's taking a piss out. Of it. I don't know the the song of the day the world turned gay, but I mean, from what I do know of the Anti Nowhere League, uh, which is you know a live album I have and a few other songs, uh, they they are what what the Senate comedian Jackie Mason would call equal opportunity offenders, mm. as in they they offend everybody mm. equally, a bit like South Park, you know. Oh, okay. uh, South Park has a go at everybody, really, uh, and you know, it's, it's hard to really say that it was particularly offensive to any one particular group because everybody is fair game. Uh, on on the comments in the Facebook post about the Rebellion Festival and the Anti Nowhere League, somebody called Sean Leach, uh, he copy and pasted a quote from Stephen Fry, which I think is uh, is good. Um, it's, it's Stephen Fry says it's now very common Stephen Fry who is let's not forget a massive whoopsie could put a quote use his own <laughs> his own uh, quote uh, it is now very common to hear people say I'm rather offended by that as if that gives them certain rights it's actually nothing more than a whine I find that offensive it has no meaning it has no purpose it has no reason to be respected as a phrase I am offended by that well, so fucking what? So fucking what?
So that there's so what by the anti-Noah League. And you know what? You can make your own mind up and you can switch off if you don't like it. Now, coming on to another band who've been ooh, labelled fairly offensive, fairly regularly over the last few years, but have come to prominence. Uh, and these are the Sleaford Mods. Uh, yeah. And um, we first played these, the song Jolly Fucker, yeah. uh, three years ago or so. Uh, and they've been on the rise ever since. I like to think we gave them a bit of a Lego, but yeah. maybe it wasn't just that. Uh, so they've got their third album out. They've become kind of like national institutions since yeah, then, haven't they? Yes. You know, playing Glastonbury and the Jules Holland thing, and uh, just, they they did the Six Music Festival up in Glasgow recently, and that was on iPlayer, and it was absolutely fantastic live performance. We, we actually, uh, if you remember, we reviewed their last album. We weren't entirely well, positive about it. It's actually you, the other two wizards. I was very positive about you, it. Yeah. You, the other two wizards were, uh, you, the, um, and largely. The, the criticism seemed to be well it's kind of just more of the same exactly of, of as the other albums and I, my praise of it was well it's kind of the same as the other I liked it for exactly the same reason I mean what their sleep of was what are they going to do it's well, not like they're going to make a jazz album but do, you, do you think they've moved yeah. it longer because I think they have it's all about the lyrics really and I, I don't, the music I, I, yeah. I'd argue that some of the tracks on the new album are musically a bit more sophisticated than, yeah. than some of the previous stuff yeah a I, bit th- more, I think some of the, some of that on the beats the, are a bit more Complicated. Yeah, but some yeah. tracks near they're, they're actually singing. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's some earlier tracks where they did kind of singing. But yes, I feel so wrong. For example, is is yeah, is more an yeah. army nights. Yeah, the, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so I, I, I did like that. I like the mood it longer a bit. Uh, I think the subject matter's changing. You would never have got a song complaining that their friends don't understand why they're going to awards parties these days. Yeah. On yeah. The, on on the first few albums. Yes. Yeah. Um. I think yeah, but there's still the con- really confrontational um, element to it, isn't there? You know, yeah. Snout war, um, yeah. which is uh, an examination of, shall we say, traditional working class values. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Drayton Manor. Drayton Manor. Yeah. Massively yeah. about taking drugs. Yeah. In and one of the UK's top theme parks, I believe, Drayton Manor. It was where Thomas Land is. Thomas Tank Tom- Engine Land is oh, there. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I've been there many times. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. If you like Thomas, if you don't like Thomas, don't don't go there. But if you're into Thomas, it's it's the place. It's, you, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Carlton Town. I'm not. You understand? I'm not. You know Thomas? No. Do you know people are though? Yeah. Because yeah. I used to know some of them. Yeah. One of my one of my kids is. Yeah, yeah. He, big, he grew up as well. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cuddly's a good one as well. It's and I don't know. I'm, that seems to be suggesting that you start off. It's a little bit like that. Um, the um, cla- the Clash lyric. Um, I believe in this, and it's been tested by research. He who fucks nuns will later join the church because, which incidentally, I'm pretty sure has never actually been tested by research. Because <laughs> how, in what form would that research take? I don't like know. Like a McKinsey but, type thing. Yeah, You've seen that would that. Yeah, it? yeah. Anyway, um, the it seems to be about. I don't know if it's about them, but it seems to be about someone who starts off being on the outsider, and then mm. you end up fucking cuddly and. Yeah. struggling against that well, about yeah. what you do yeah. become successful and sort of admired for what you do yeah I mean what they yeah. do is they slag off the NME which and, know, and everybody well, well done they, they slag off a lot of people they and, do and they've always slagged off other musicians and particularly those they can, and also they, they slag off some fairly holy cows of musicians like they've slagged off John Lydon they've slagged off Johnny Marr you know in, in yeah. previous records um because as far as they're concerned, their time is they're, they're dinosaurs. Their time is long gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, but and, and I, I found this record offensive. 
because um, they, they do uh, mention Brexit. I mean, I've read one review that said this is a Brexit album. I can only actually find one reference to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw the same thing, and I yeah. And they said I think yeah, I think the person who's writing it wanted it to be about that, uh, but they said the oldies vote for death. They want to kill people. They've started killing people. I'm thinking they haven't. <laughs> I mean, you can you can say a lot of negative things about Brexit, but you can't say that old people have started killing people <laughs> on the back of it. But there again, I suppose there's an extreme sort of vision that they're going for there that isn't necessarily reality itself. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I did I find that offensive. But there again. You know, and, and, and you know, you identifarians out there, remember this, I absolutely defend the right to say it. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, good record. Shall we play something off it? Yeah, let's play that. Let's play that one you were just talking about. Let's play Dull. And you can make your own mind up again. Oh. 
celebrity mourning as the new rock and roll reach the depths of despair to the death of a soul It's prime time for the last A-list to flatline Build a shrine to the past to help you pass time Marketing the average man to superstardom All your heroes are dead now or about to die soon They were beaming human beings through invisible flumes Off the back of Piola to the front of your room Busting boom must consume the vacuum grows bigger Till the kid in the street wants an action figure They made a killing off the gig and made a million off the touring But it killed them deep inside as the machine kept roaring Were you party to the circus? Well we part of the morning If you've not woke up yet, let me wish you good morning Bean counter, arse kisser, drug dealer in a groupie Blame it on the 70s, blame it on a roofie Don't blame it on a boogie, better blame it on a bogeyman Blame it on the 80s, better blame it on a roadie man Big bucks, propaganda was not all big Tobacco corporate can make you rock proper like proper rock PR murdered on the dance floor, the beat don't stop The beat goes on in sales when the heart does not Often tops it in the case when tributes are sought And publicity like that just cannot be bought Or maybe it can, there's food for thought Pop charts, chock a block with pop stars who pop their clogs in the 60s Big business spot into music industries They minimise the risk and monopolise the fees The more open make hopefuls to glow Bolt in for me, propelled average joes into television Personalities, temptation and strange days Made them cane case the numb adrenaline and pain From the pressures of stage The ideas were popular when pop remained vague Nowadays no one will ever be that famous again Lemmy, Bowie, Prince no seal. Celebrity mourning as the new rock and roll raise your depths to despair to the death of a soul. It's prime time for the last A list to flatline, build a shrine to the past to help you pass time. Yeah, no one will ever be that famous again. Nobody ever hears your cries in cyberspace. So never get that famous out with your niche. Nobody cares if you live or die out with your clique. Public outpouring a grief gives peace, you're not unique. Even David Bowie only got about a week Imagine 2040 when all the 50 minute famous And one hit wonders all hit the same ages Wake you up with the roll call of the daily dead Transmitted to an eye chip inserted in your head 2000 dead celebs in the list from Q to Z Have a very good morning and get ejected from your bed By a bully robot sent from G4S Who escort you to your voluntary position in Greg's Who bought over Google in 2034 in Fukushima See people won or War for because monsters love pasties and always we need more or so I'm told for the folk who fought through Fort Law but that's then this is now not all rock stars of past embrace the nostalgia and enjoy it while it lasts I would say we have about another 20 something years of news casters reporting Twitter's crocodile tears from fully grown adults captured in cults the R.I.P.'s was past but the football results scrolling across a smart screen that's recording your grief and it's the last time anyone ever sees peace cause the mortality of Icon steals limelight and priority Pennies just dropping then I am truly sorry mate Conveniently colludes with corporate interest The pantomime of austerity was good for business Is it the plan? Was it the plan all along? Maybe that's a switch but I'm switching song That is Jackal Trades With Celebrity Morning is the new rock and roll From their album Need the Characters um, You can get that from Jackal Trades bandcamp.com it's actually a um, name your price download and it's absolutely brilliant uh, that came out towards the end of last year and uh, I just a little bit too late for me to include it in my best of 2016 um, but it is really fantastically creative lyrics 
uh, on 15 songs. Uh, if you enjoy things like, um, what's his name, the documentary maker on the BBC, um, Adam Curtis, if you oh, enjoy yeah. his, his work, if you're a fan of Charlie Brooker, they've actually a song on the album called, uh, about. so it feels like you're living in a Charlie Brooker sketch. Uh, stuff about Bill Hicks as well. There's stuff there? about Bill Hicks in there. Yeah, the bit of the song called Bill Hicks Fan, um, which is talking about how if Bill Hicks was alive today, he would hate the kind of people who are Bill Hicks fans. Um, it's it's really really so much going on with the lyrics. Um, and did you hear the one about education? Yes. Which I yeah. thought was 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 brilliant. It was very 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 yeah. very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. There's it's there's some yeah. I mean the the the. They're they're kind of an offshoot, if that's the right word, of of a band called Gyro Babies, who who had an, a um a record out in uh, called Who Who Took Utopia, in twenty fifteen, which uh, and there was a particular song on there called Brain Rocket and the Evolution of Turtles, which very nearly made my best of the year for twenty fifteen, and it has uh, I, I was particularly taken with the closing lyric of that song, which says um, the turtle is one hundred and fifty years old. The turtle is one hundred and fifty years old. The turtle is 150 years old. How do they know? So the, the lyrics on that Gyro Babies thing were really good, but nothing that prepared me for how verbose and, and like you say, intelligent oh, yeah. this this rap album is. Uh, we've played a bit of Scottish rap on this on this uh, programme before, and uh, I'm, I'm also quite partial to a band called Il Papa Giraffe, who made a very good Scottish rap album a few years ago. So... Uh, um, yeah, but this is this is something else, and I urge you to go and download it and and listen to it and spend some time with it. Uh, and if we return to the offenseometer, this actually gets right up there at seven, because right? what this does, this has got ideas on that I think lots and lots of people would find offensive. Mm. The idea, all those people who, who saw you know George Michael died over Christmas, yeah, uh, and you know there was like national mourning, yeah, uh, for George Michael, who if if we're being honest, hadn't done a great deal of good music for a fair amount of time. Yeah. Uh, yet, you know, he will be lauded and played over and over again for year yeah. after year after year. And what this one of the things that this song is saying that, you know, why is that happening? You know, why yeah. why are the airways being churned up by artists who, frankly, are already dead? So yeah. they posit the idea uh, that this is for the record industry who own all the rights to this music. This is perfect. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. They can just churn it out there. You know, CD sales are still coming in. They're saying, "Listen, everybody. You know, you know, don't worry about what's going on now. Look at the look at these people. These are the greats. You're never going to get better than this. Yeah. Keep buying this music. So it's music they don't even have to produce or make or market. They they just peddle the myth that celebrity, uh, dead music. Yeah, is is the new rock and roll? Yeah, which is quite is a very challenging idea for all these people who are emotionally invested in all these artists. They're completely subverting that and saying, actually, no, you're weak and stupid, and you've been manipulated by marketeers. But uh, but the, but also you'll you'll find that the the social media has a pressure has a, a role to play, not always a good one, uh, because if it feels that somebody has died, somebody famous has died, and 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 they feel like that should be the top news story mm. on the BBC website, and it isn't, then you you get a lot of people. Right, you know, just complaining to the BBC mm. or or whoever, saying, you know, well, this should be. Why aren't you featuring this? You know, and and also, I'm sure you've seen this phenomenon as well. Is like um, to use George Michael for an example. So George Michael dies. All of a sudden, 
lots of my friends on Facebook are putting up stuff oh, about yeah. George Michael and I say well hang on a minute I I used to work with you during the 80s you didn't like George Michael <laughs> You, know, you weren't a Wham fan. That was, uh, you know, yeah. you were into big country in them days, and you know, or whatever. You know, you weren't into Wham. Well, then you, you hated Wham. <laughs> we all yeah. hated Wham, didn't we? But I mean, yeah. you, and you can't do a critical appraisal of their work. You know, you can't say, well, you know, George, you maybe had a good point period where you had two or three decent albums, and then you, no one wants to hear that, do they? No. You just want to say, oh, what a tragic loss, and yeah, you know, or what, a, what a, you know, great singer he was, and all you know. But but it's not you know not bringing it back to George Michael no. but you know well I would you know Jade Goody you know how much did as far as I knew didn't everybody hate Jade Goody <laughs> that was the general idea yeah yes. and then she died and all of a sudden she's this sainted brave brave Jade Goody yeah you know what a trooper mm. well it, it's started with Diana of course of course you know the papers hated Diana and slagged her off all the time then the clock stopped yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and you don't hear that being addressed much in hip-hop, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Particularly not in well, Scottish hip-hop, so... Uh, yeah, and dancing yeah. for in, in podcasts anywhere, really. Next, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, we have Playboy Man Baby. We played a, a song of theirs, um, You Can Be a Fascist Too, a few podcasts ago. They've got a new album out, haven't they? Mm. And uh, it, it's it, it's again it's said to be uh, on the zeitgeist of political uh, uh, radicalism, shall we say? And, yeah. Uh, the opposition to Trump, particularly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm slightly suspicious of that because it was all finished on June the tenth, nineteen sixteen. Nineteen sixteen. Sorry. Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. A thousand years ago, I uh, went when Trump even yeah, no, no one even Trump for the White House. But let's Trump let that had, go. but uh, well, yes, but no yeah. else had. Yeah. Um, well, the, the the album's only just coming out now, isn't it? Um, I think the Playboy the, the the other song came out a little while ago. Oh, the album came out in February. That's right, mm. February. Don't let it be. It's called on Dirty Water Records, um, and uh, there's some quality songs on there. Some quality song titles. Uh, Don Knotts in a wind tunnel is a particularly good, good one. one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who Don... Do you know who Don Knotts is? No idea. No. Uh, i got a feeling he was a boxing promoter. I'm getting confused with Don King. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the crazy hair. You wouldn't want to see him in a wind tunnel, really. Um, self-loathing in bright clothing. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm so affluent. <laughs> Bored, broken, sober. Uh, there's a really good song on there called White Jesus as well. Yeah. Cool, quality stuff. Um, mm. But we're going to play... A different one, aren't we? We're going to play a song about, um, well, maybe at the end you can talk about your offensometer and uh, where it well, ranks. But uh, see, I, I think these, you know, we played the Anti Nowhere League. Yeah. These remind me more of the Anti Nowhere League than say Billy Bragg. Mm-hmm. These are kind of car- cartoon protesters, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I shot a man because he looked at me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty offensive, I suppose. Uh, and then, of course, I think I'm going to play a Cadillac car. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to work and tell the boss to fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can see how offence. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you must be getting into a six or seven there. Yeah. You know, continuous bad language, uh, threats of violence, um, <laughs> and being irresponsible with your employment prospects. Who's, who's not offended by that?
explored offensive music a little bit tonight, uh, and tonight we're going to explore it a little bit more uh, by just trying to figure out what is the most offensive song ever made. Uh, have you got any thoughts over there, Sharitha? Well, we we did, as we mentioned before, we did the swearing podcast, and and sure. if you do you remember at the end of the swearing podcast, over all these songs full of swear words, yeah, that weren't. You, you could argue weren't actually that offensive. Uh, they were just, you know, had some swear words in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, just do you remember that song by Peter Wingard? Yes, I do. That I played at the end of it's that. It's etched on my memory. Yeah, and that, that was, it had no swear words in it at all. Yeah. Uh, but it was called... Rape. Rape, yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was describing him doing sound effects to describe how rape would sound being performed by gentlemen of different nationalities. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty offensive. That was that, that was a very uncomfortable <laughs> yes, listen. Yes. At the end um, of it, in one time. So swearing, swearing, bad language is not yeah. the key to be offensive. We've had because we've had you know punk punk rock music for forty years and rap music for you know nearly as long. Yeah. Uh, and you know gangster rap for you know twenty thirty years. Well, yeah, nearly thirty years, and you know riddled with swear words, and we're used to it. Yeah. You know. Uh, I was, uh, I can't even remember where I was. I'll tell you what, I was on holiday. I was on holiday uh, in Italy in a bar with my kids and they had uh, some hip-hop playing and um, it was, um, they played um, Forget About Dre by Dr. Dre with Eminem in it and uh, a song I I like very much but uh, I just noticed they beeped out all of the (laughs) swear words which is like half the song. (laughs) Yeah. But, it's perfectly acceptable to play that in a family yeah. restaurant full of kids. Well, I, th- I thought I thought nobody it was just cares. Me. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was just me yeah. who was finding songs with swear words in and playing to my very young children because it amused them. Yeah, you know, it, it amused them that in in polite adult society we could have fun with these words that are a bit a bit rude and a bit naughty. Yeah. So they've they've kind of lost their impact. Yeah. It's, well, what's offensive? They say about that song about rape that seemed to condone rape. It's the ideas, isn't it? Well, it's, it's the ideas it, behind them. It doesn't seem to condone rape. It seems to be laughing about rape. Mm, Trivialising it. Yeah, yeah, which is... Yeah, well, on that note, then, uh, someone who uh, me and you were big fans of and uh, saw in, in Warrington, Mick Artistic's Ego Trip. He's not, by nature, uh, someone who writes offensive songs. No. But one of his songs that a lot of people would consider very offensive is his song Cancer, mm. which is a very jaunty... It's about 59 seconds long. It's a very jaunty... Calypso number, yeah, uh, which is kind of sung from the point of view of somebody who seems to be killing, dying of cancer, dying of cancer but is yeah. singing it in a very jolly way. Some of the lines include includes like, "I wish, I wish it was you that had cancer," yeah, uh, and the is, is lost, lost four stone. I've got cancer. Yeah, fitting I, I can fit in my jeans. I've got cancer. Yeah, uh, it's it's made more offensive. Again, Google this Mick artistic with the Mick M I K and artistic T I K. Uh, cancer. Google it on YouTube because it's made far more offensive, I think, by the video, which uh, is a man in a blue tax suit and sort of Bono sunglasses dancing in a ridiculous way uh, on, an, on a sort of dilapidated industrial estate. Uh, and that's somehow the jauntiness of that and the jauntiness of the tune yeah. makes it far more offensive yeah. than, you know, Joe Jackson's got a song called Cancer, which is kind of pastiching how the news media tells you that everything gives you cancer. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Lou Reed's got a, a whole album, uh, what's it called? The one with the Magic magic and Loss, which oh, is all right. about, you know, Andy Warhol and another friend of his dying from cancer. You mm-hmm. know? 
That's not that offensive. It's not offensive at all, really. No, it's, no, it's what's quite moving. So the myth yeah. artistic is offensive because he's having fun. He's not, yes. play, he's not playing the stereotype of the victim. Exactly, yeah. He's having a laugh. Yeah. About having cancer. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Which is yeah. traditionally a subject you don't laugh about. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So I'll tell you where I went with this because yeah. I, I, was, I was searching around for the most offensive songs uh, and I happened upon a blog post uh, which, which surprised me because mm-hmm. sometimes you think, well, you, can, you just can't be shocked anymore these days, can yeah. you? Uh, but then they, they, were, they were discussing what are the most offensive songs that you've ever heard or if, and song titles. Um, and the band Anal Cunt, mm-hmm. uh, which straight away, um, yeah. they've, they've hit an offensive bar straight away with that <laughs> one. Um, so this is a few of their song titles. Um, uh, I snuck a retard into the sperm bank, uh-huh. which is not yeah. nice. Uh, now this is, I mean, that's, you know, is that that's a bit reminds me of uh, Half Man Half Biscuits took Problem Chimp to the Ideal Home Show. <laughs> Very much yeah. so. Yes. <laughs> this this one, if you if you're gonna cover your ears up, I'll cover up now. Uh, I became a counsellor so I could tell rape victims they asked for it. That is mm. that is yeah. I, I'm not sure I want to hear that song. Yeah. Uh, I like drugs and child abuse. You know, they, these are these are not good. Yeah. Uh, I convince you to beat your wife on a daily basis. This is. It's the ideas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, but, but then what would you expect of a band who, who call themselves anal cunt? They're obviously going full on full for on. the let's offend as many people as we po- as we possibly can. Absolutely, yeah. I di- I disapprove of them. I really do. Is that one of their song titles? I disapprove of them. I really no, do. No, they don't disapprove of anything. Right. I mean, okay. again, have you ever heard any of these songs? No. Hold your breath for a second. Yeah. Ha ha! Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, in fact. <laughs> I'm disgusting myself for reading them out. <laughs> I have to stop. And so, yeah, so anal cunt, you know. Yeah. Not really good. But they, that's, they sound like a band who just set out to, you know. Absolutely. What's our, what, what, what's our mission in this in this band? Do we want to play Wembley Stadium? No, we want to be really offensive and, and just be the ultimately offensive band. You know? Yeah, but they've, they've been outdone. They've been outdone, mm. as we know, by a fellow called Gigi Allen. Oh, right. Who I yeah. hadn't, hadn't heard of before. Right. Uh, and... Gigi Allen's story is in, in itself pretty bizarre. Uh, that he, he, he formed punk bands and he was moderately, moderately successful. Yeah. But he, he started to cultivate a more and more, so to say, confrontational style yes. uh, where, where he would spend a lot of time in the audience attacking people yeah. uh, and, and doing various other things. Uh, and He took Iggy Pop's sort of 70s behaviour on stage where he was you know, possibly fighting with people, cutting himself, self-harming... Yeah. You know, exposing himself, and he took that to the. He took way past that. To the extreme, past. didn't he? Yeah. But, but yeah. apparently, I mean, so he got arrested in prison for eighteen months mm-hmm. uh, for his stage antics, shall we say? Uh, and but sadly, he didn't come out a better person. He came right. out a much worse person. Right. Uh, and at that point, he said he really didn't care. Right. Uh, and so his stage act then involved coming coming on stage wearing a Union, union Jack like. Um, Small flag around his genitals, shall we say? Was it Union Jack? Was it? No, it's not Union Jack. Star and Stripes. Right, let's, yeah. get, let's get it right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that would be offensive. That would be Dis, you know, <laughs> dishonouring <laughs> our <laughs> national flag. <laughs> to us. Uh, and a joke strap. Yeah. Uh, but both of those generally come off fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, and and his shtick was that you know I will rape you on stage. I will shit on you on stage. I will urinate. I will attack you. It's a confrontation. As soon as you start playing, I'm going to be in that audience. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to be punching you. I'm going to try and shag you. Yeah. Men, women, dogs. He said the lot. And, and and one of his last appearances on, on a, a talk show, saying exactly that, saying to all mm. these people, your kids, they're mine. I'm going to rape them. 
You know, mm. like, this is pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah. Anyway, shortly after that, uh, he did his last concert, and his last concert, he started, and of course, by this stage, he's a bit of a freak show. Mm. His music's terrible. Yeah. But he is a freak show. And so he came on his usual, you know, uh, loincloth, it would be, mm. Unijet loincloth. That came off almost immediately. He fires into the crowd, he's attacking everybody. Um, it got so chaotic that they turned the, the, the electric off. Yeah. and tried to get everyone out of the, out of the venue. Mm-hmm. He was undeterred by this, so he went out of the venue himself. He performed his act... Acoustic, in, unplugged. Unplugged, yeah. but still with a microphone, strangely yeah. enough. Totally naked, yeah. rolling around in the road, throwing cans at, uh, at, at, at uh, wagons and stuff, until he basically had enough. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think what is in some ways heroic about Gigi Allen is that he'll perform totally naked on stage... Uh, you know, and full on headbutting people, and you know, yeah. covered in blood, all that. But he had a very small penis, right. and that—that's <laughs> heroic in a strange sort of way. But anyway, after straight after that show, he yeah. went on. You might not believe this, but before the show, he'd taken quite a lot of drugs. Right, okay. Uh, and what kind of drugs show, was he on? He was, was on all sorts. Was uh, he a heroin addict? He, he was a heroin addict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he also drank a lot and took a lot of other drugs as well. Yeah. The fellow who's with he says. We didn't really go over the top, you know. We were just snorting a bit of heroin and cocaine and drinking whiskey and yeah. smoking joints. You're like, you didn't go over the top. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a that was a, yeah. a, a light night of Gigi. Mm. Anyway, so after the gig, he went to back to friends, carried on with his with his lifestyle, shall we say, uh, and collapsed and died. Ah, yeah. So you know, look at. I mean, his stage act was offensive, but it's hard to say that his songs were offensive because you can't really. Totally safe. Understand, and and his songs are offensive, and as in as much as they're terrible, and they <laughs> yes. they're really really musically awful. But then you know you could say the same of something got me started by simply red. Oh, I find that it. offensive because it's just so sh- annoying and shit. But you know it's not, you know it, there's no Damn. he doesn't he, so you know you say what you like about Mick Hucknall, but he doesn't rape people on stage. That's to his credit. Not on he, stage. He waits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to, back into a, a different offensive musician. Yeah. Uh, this is our friend, Come to the Gang. Oh. Well, I think we have played before. Oh, I don't think we've actually played him on the podcast. Have we not managed no. to get through the censors before? No. Um, he, he, I went to see him live and I did a live yeah. podcast, um, one of our gig review podcasts, and I played a few of his songs in that. Um, so... Um, I mean, he he is very much of the, a little bit of what we talked about before about the anti nowhere league, South Park kind of humour, yeah. where he's kind of having a go at everybody. Uh, he does have some particular obsessions that he that he comes back to a lot. Yeah. Uh, but he kind of has a go at everybody, and uh, just go to, you know, the song um, "Merry Fucking Christmas" from South mm. Park, where yes. he's having a go at all these different religions, but in a very funny way. Mm. Uh, and uh, Carl's mum's a bitch, which is offensive in a lot of different ways. Uh, and I, I, if ever I'm feeling really pissed off, uh, usually quite late at night, mm. when I've been working late and I can't sleep, and I go to YouTube and I watch the video of Carl's mum's a bitch from uh, South Park video, and it always just makes me smile. Especially because it's, it's quite an offensive song anyway, because it's just Cartman telling in the song mm. how, he, how Carl's mum's a bitch. Uh, and obviously that's rather sexist and offensive to women. Uh, but then he, he, he 
there's a bit in the middle where it kind of goes a bit sort of international and you get all these stereotypical kids from Holland and China and Africa yeah. kind of doing a, a little bit of the song in their style. So it manages to throw a bit of racial stereotyping and offence in there as well. Um, and has a great ending too, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, kind of the gang. So, yeah, we've played a few of his songs. Um, he has certain obsessions that he comes back to. Masturbation. Yeah. He's very into serial killers and singing about serial killers and, and, and pedos. You know, celebrity pedos like Jimmy Savile and that mm. kind of thing. Uh, basically, anything that people wouldn't really... A lot of things that people would think, we well, shouldn't be singing about that. That's offensive. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Really, shouldn't really make a comedy song about that, you know. But he he will he will go and do it, and it's funny. And a lot of the time, he's the butt of the jokes anyway, or his character is oh, the yeah. butt of the jokes. But anyway, to cut a long story short, I gave you a short list of around about six songs, I, I, which I considered yeah. amongst his most offensive. Um, so, uh, are you you're going to choose? I'll give you, I'll give you a rundown. The, the a rundown. most offensive, I guess. We'll play that. Well, yes, I mean, and, and the selection was uh, mm-hmm. wide-ranging and, uh, and, and fascinating. <laughs> um, the, the song, Who's the, Whose Was That Pube? Whose Was That Pube, was, yeah. Which is essentially accusing his girlfriend of being unfaithful. Yes. Um, which is not that offensive, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but straight back in there with Fred and Rose, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is a homage uh, to the serial killers, uh, Fred Rest. Well, it's, it's a duet, that. It's sung by him, and he has a little ventriloquist puppy, yes. puppet called Little Cunt. And it's sung... It's it's kind of a pastiche of one of those songs about like Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat opposites attract, yeah. where they sing about you like this and I like that, but together we're you know we're, yeah, we're, we're uh, but but we're like Fred and Rose. Yes. Yeah. Um, the abortion song. No, that's not a theme that you often hear about in song. No. But it's not. Nevertheless, it's something that you could treat sensitively. He doesn't. No, <laughs> he absolutely does not. He no. doesn't. The yeah. phrase, he murders it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's probably close to the truth than we yeah. want to get. But so there's a lot of quite creative rhyming in there as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, five people died in the M25. Yes. Um, which, to be fair, to be fair to it, uh, that describes a frustration that you get when you're stuck on a, uh, a busy motorway uh, in, yeah. in traffic and someone's an accident a few miles ahead. And much as you think it's a tragedy, uh, you can't help feel a bit of resentment. Yes. Uh, they're holding you up. Yes, uh, so he, he but, explores that. Like yeah, it's, it starts off as quite a sensitive song. So yeah. five people died on the M25. If I'd been twenty minutes earlier, that could have been me. Yeah. But then in the middle, it goes um, five people died on the M25. What a bunch of cunts they may be like. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then wanking over a pornographic polar of an ex-girlfriend. Well, self-explanatory. You haven't quite given the song its full title. Oh, wanking over a pornographic photo. A po- sorry, wanking over a pornographic Polaroid of an ex-girlfriend who died. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't quite capture the full horror yeah. of that one. <laughs> well, I would go with that, uh, that bunch, which is an impressive bunch, you're talking offensive song. Yeah. It's got to be the abortion song. Got to be. Shall we hear it now? Let's get rid of that fetus. Oh, 